Hi, I'm Erin Marcus, former corporate executive turned entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Conquer Your Business. Welcome to the Ready Yet podcast. We're excited to bring you more than 100 episodes of interviews and insights designed to help entrepreneurs get the financial and emotional freedom they need in order to build a business and a life they're proud of. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I'm excited about today's guest, Ryan Cote. We had a great conversation about morning routines because I think I was sharing with you, it took me forever to come up with a morning routine that worked. Mm -hmm. And I was so stuck on being perfect that I wasn't doing anything, which is not helpful. Um, And I'm excited for you to share your information, your story, and also what you know about setting people up for success like that. Because as a, and I'll give you a chance to introduce yourself more formally, but I was, I spent most of my life being not just not a morning person, but like violently not a morning person, like bad, not a morning person. So the idea of a morning routine that didn't include sleeping to the last possible second Mm -hmm. just was not in my frame of reference. And then a became an entrepreneur and I got older. And those two things have made me a morning person. And I can honestly say that routine has, I don't function well without it now. Interesting. Right? So before we go even deeper into that, because I'm excited to share that conversation with everybody, uh, tell everyone a little more formally who you are, what you do, all the good stuff. Sure. I'll keep it quick um, so we can get to the meat of the conversation. Uh, My name is Ryan Cote. I live in New Jersey. Uh, married uh, for soon to be 16 years. I have three daughters, 12, 10, and 7, as we as we record this. Um, I was telling you before we started recording that they're at camp right now. They've been at camp for the last 12 days, which we've never had no kids for that long. And I feel like it's like so late, you know, I do miss <laughs> this them. This is how the other half lives. <laughs> I'm not a terrible father, but I'm like, wow, this is like there's very little decisions to make right now, except for work and just my wife. And so um, that's personal note. Professionally, I I work in my I'm, I'm co-owner of my family's marketing agency that goes back to the mid '60s. My great uncle, great uncle Tom, uh, to give him a shout out, uh, yeah. started it. And uh, we, it's my, me, my two brothers, my uncle. We have other other employees too. Uh, we have a roof roofing business now too that that started in January, kind of like a just an experiment. That's going fairly well. It's new. And then I have Morning Upgrade, which is my side passion project with morning routines, personal development. I've got a blog, a podcast, a book. I'm not really sure where that journey is going to take me. I'm just fun. I'm having fun just meeting people like you and and trying to create something that helps people. So that's that's kind of me in a minute. So, okay. I have lots. I have more questions than I had before. Right? <laughs> that's usually how that works. How did you... Well, let's just start with... What would make sense? How did you pick the morning routine being such a pivotal focal point of how you wanted to help people? Yeah, it's interesting because like the brand is called Morning Upgrade because that's like my pillar habit, my morning routine. But really, if you listen to the podcast and you read the blogs and all that and read the book, it's more than it's more about personal development overall. Like the morning routine is the pillar habit. I can go into why. Um, but then I, we talk about mindset and med, um, meditation, masterminds, all the things that I've learned over the years that I found really helpful. So as I learn new things, 
as I go down this journey, I try to incorporate that into my my blogs and the questions that I ask my guests and stuff like that. So, but to answer your original question, the reason that morning routine is my pillar habit is because like I've always been into personal development. And if we go back to like 2017 in the marketing agency called Ballantine, I was going through a lot of things, meaning like losing a lot of clients, a lot of big clients all at once, really all within like a, I don't know, it was like nine months, I guess. It's like, boom, 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 boom. I think it was five, actually five clients big ones. And so I'm like, huh, this is what's going on here. You know, I felt like felt very flustered, felt very mediocre, felt like, like, you know, the sky was falling. And so, but I had enough awareness, I guess, to realize that obviously things were broken in the business that I had to fix, but things were probably broke with me too. And so I had to like work on both. And that set me down the whole journey of like, I stopped eating red meat. I watched, I watched a documentary and it messed me up. So I was like, all right, well, I have that to the list. I started doing like different type of physical activity, like boxing. And now I do Krav Maga, just looking for things that are oh my, comfortable. Okay. <laughs> so I used to do boxing and Krav Maga. Like we didn't even have that conversation. Oh, really? I, um, I, I, I love, and this is, so I'm a little older now, but I'm also, what you don't know is I'm five feet tall. I weighed a hundred pounds most of my life. And my favorite form of, I love fighting as exercise. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's but very, to, very right. So, but one of the things that is kind of built into what you're talking about when you when you mention that the morning routine becomes a pillar, that morning habit becomes a pillar habit. I think you're absolutely onto something there because kind of like you, my own self improvement journey really kicked in when I created the morning routine, like I was doing the things, right. I was reading books and having conversations. I was doing a variety of different things, but I love how you call it a pillar habit because I do think that is setting the stage from the get-go each day. Yeah. It influences influences your day. And what I found, at least in my experience is that it has a ripple effect. So now I'm looking for, always looking for things. I Like I started doing Krav Maga because I was looking for something to shake things up, make myself uncomfortable. And, uh, you know, I, I'm always, my antenna is, my antenna is always up looking for tweaks to make. Like now on my phone, I subscribed, I pay for a brain training app because I feel like 10 minutes a day doing that, doing those games is probably good for the old brain. Uh, different books I'm reading. Uh, obviously it influences what I do at morning upgrades. So what you'll find I think my experience is that as you, you know, you, as you get more into your personal development and you have your pillar habit, which I think is the morning routine, you'll start to look for other areas because it becomes kind of addictive, especially as you Absolutely. see gains and you feel different. It just becomes a snowball that just grows and grows. Absolutely. <laughs> and I think it, it almost becomes easier. Right. In the beginning, if if you're new to personal development, some of it's real hard. I, I always say one of the phrases, one of the quotes, and I cannot say the guy's name, so I won't even try because I'll butcher it. He's got a very long Austrian or German name that I cannot remember. But one of my favorite quotes that I now hold on to so tightly is success is tied to the amount of truth you can learn about yourself without running away. I like that. I haven't heard that before. 
I'll look it up and send you the guy's name, but success is tied to the amount of truth you can learn about yourself without running away. And when you first start a personal improvement journey, it's not easy to not only realize, but be okay with the fact that the, what do they say? The the biggest problem in all of your failed relationships is you, right? The only mm-hmm. consistent thing in all of your failure, yeah, right? <laughs> those demotivational posters. That's the so only true. consistent thing in all of your failed relationships is you. But if you can get over the hurdle of feeling crappy about it, it's amazing what's possible. Yeah. I think you just need to embrace that. No one's perfect. And uh, this journey, this personal development journey, you know, trying to close the gap of like who you are today and who you could be in the future. Like it never ends. Like we, we all, like, I still make mistakes and bad decisions. And I just try to, I, I, I'm in like, like I mentioned before, I'm in the mode right, mode right now. I'm trying to just stack habits and good habits, like not huge things are going to take. Like the brain training is 10 minutes, the Krav Maga is twice a week for an hour. Um, you know, the books, it's maybe five, 10 pages a day. I'm reading this mm-hmm. book right now called fans first, which oh, is all no. customer oh, service. I'm- yeah, so the Savannah Banana, right? Yeah, yeah, I, I know Jesse. I'm actually going to be with mind. him in a couple of, in November, I'll be with Jesse Cole. Oh, with Jesse? Uh-huh. Oh, he was in my ma- one of my masterminds like, like oh, a year nice. or two ago. So I got, to, he's a very interesting guy. Very, he's very uh, interesting. Yeah, he has a, uh, I love his approach. It's different. It's a different level than be of service. It's like the next level of Oh yeah. His ideas, the way his brain operates, but you know, I want to get your thought on this, not to go into like a podcast host mode now, but so my, my brother, um, cause like, you know, in the company in Valentine, like I send out an email every Sunday to the team sharing like wins and company news and personal development tips, just kind of pepper them with stuff like that, whether they do anything with it or not, that's up to them. They're in their adults. They could, they could choose their path. But like, I try to like, you know, just have a little influence and my brother knows my one brother knows I have the podcast, all that stuff, like morning upgrade. And he's like, Isn't it isn't it stressful to always never be totally content with where you're at? Like, aren't you doesn't isn't it stressful to always like want to be trying to like and he was asking me like a serious question. I'd love to get your thoughts on yeah, that. Yeah, that's so funny that you bring that up because it's very timely. So there's a difference between I'm not on. Un- discontent, uncontent, unhappy. I don't know which word that is. My journalism (laughs) degree just failed me right there. (laughs) I don't know what word that is, but I'm not, right. I'm not, not content. There's, these are two different things. Being grateful and content and proud of myself and happy in a moment has nothing to do with wanting more because I don't Mm -hmm. feel like I'm lacking. I just feel like how much fun is it to keep going? Right. I agree with you. That's kind of the answer I gave him. I, I said, like, I think we're all wired to want to achieve and grow because that's to me, like the point of life. Right. Well, and, right. Uh, you know, more life, right? The more life directive. But the, what's interesting to me is I had, uh, there's a lot of, I mean, it's the chaos in my life. There's a lot of activity in my life right now. It's very frustrating just because of timing. And I found myself this morning in my journal writing four pages of things that I'm currently mad or annoyed about. And normally I wouldn't want to give those things energy, but you have to process them Mm -hmm. or they crop up on you later. So it was get them all out. Okay, fine. They're done, which to me feels 
similar to your brother's question. Wanting more doesn't make me discontent now. Wanting to give energy to the outcomes that I desire doesn't mean I'm never not frustrated. Yes. We're not trying to erase the human experience. <laughs> right. We're not I trying, right? We're not trying to act as if we're perfect to your earlier point and that we're never upset or that we don't make mistakes or that any of the things. Yeah. And I, and I try to keep myself like present. I'm trying to really focus on, you know, gratitude practice and keep myself present. I've got like a goal sheet here that I, that I read every morning and, yep. uh, and I have a section with my goals, but I have a section with things that I've done over the last 43 years that I'm proud of. And so I'm yeah. just trying to like that, that's been my answer to it, you know, just trying to still achieve, but still be conscious of. There was one of the, um, one of the challenges I had in my entrepreneurial journey and probably back in corporate, if I really think about it, is the ability to hold the vision, but act in the present. Hmm. Because if all you do is hold the vision and all you do is compare yourself to the ideal vision, that's when you're unhappy. Because what is that? The definition of frustration is the difference between desire and reality. Yes. Yep. I've heard that. Right. So, so if all I'm doing is looking at what I'm not yet achieved, then yes, I'm going to be, I'm still stuck on whether or not the words discontent or uncontent or whatever, but I'm not going to be happy. Yeah. But can you hold those two things at the same time? Can I have the vision and be grateful <laughs> for the achievements? And I love that you have an accomplishment list as much as a goal list because too many times driven very driven people focus on what they haven't yet done yeah yeah that's my that's my answer to it loving what you're learning here and interested in more check out our free facebook group and join us at conquer your business community to find even more tips and tools designed to help you get out of reaction mode and into conquering your own business I'm also trying to get, there's an author I was reading. I'm going to, uh, I don't know, the book's behind me, but it's, it pieces every step or every pieces every step. It's by this Buddhist monk. He's not alive anymore. I can't think of his name, but uh, if you look at the book and his, his big, his thing is like mindfulness, like learning to teaching yourself how to be mindful in everything you do, even walking, washing the dishes, like the simple things. And it, it's, it's, um, it's good. The book is really, it's teaching me different strategies on how to appreciate even the small things and uh, become more present like we've been talking about. And I think it's important because like, so you have three businesses and a family. Yeah. And I'm going to assume men have some of this. I know a lot of moms have this, so I don't know why dads wouldn't, but the whole mom guilt. And one of the things you see with entrepreneurs or even people who go to work, they're not present when they're at work because they're worried about their kids and they're not present with their kids because they're worried about work and you just end up not actually getting to enjoy any of it because you're yeah. always worried about the thing you're not doing. So my approach to that. So one of my other masterminds, he teaches uh, this guy, Tommy Breedlove, he teaches, you know, it's not really balance. It's like rebalancing. And mm -hmm. so like, I try to be conscious of what, 
what really feels out of bounds and I'll focus my attention on that. Like if I feel like I'm really ignoring my kids a lot, I'll try to focus more on them and just kind of always rebalancing. It's the harmony thing, right? The harmony. Yeah. And then I also try to like going back to the habits, I'm trying to put things into my life that will not force me to like use my kids as an example, not forcing me to spend time with them because I want to spend time with them, but just to make it easier. Like we're getting into the habit now of every Saturday or Sunday, we go to this restaurant by us called Yard House and it's in the mall. So I, you know, it's like it's jacking up my expenses, but we'll go grab lunch and then we'll walk around the mall, not buy anything, just get exercise and just spend time together and we'll have lunch and then go walk around the mall. And so they're starting to look forward to it. And so it's like looking for things like that to, to layer into my day where I have opportunities to like do stuff like that, drive them to school. And it's not perfect, but I will. Well, and I'll tell you, so my niece just graduated eighth grade. She's going into high school. And I know my brother during, we had a party for her recently. And one of the things he said at that party was his biggest favorite memory right now is that he took, he drove her to school every day. He has driven her to school 95% of the time. And it's about, like you said, it's about making it easy to do the things you said you want to do. It's amazing to me, myself included, how much people don't do the things they say they want to do. Not the things they have to do, but we don't do the things we say we want to do more of. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get really intentional with what a full life looks like and and, and take the action on it. I don't know if it's because like statistically my life is halfway over. Um, but I like, what is, what does a fun, fulfilling life look like? And obviously we need to work hard and all that, but the other side of that, like the fun side, what does that look like and what do I need to do? And I'm really trying to be intentional. And my wife is the same way. Like she, she loves the experiences. Like, uh, I don't know, 18 months ago, I saw a charge on my, on, on the credit card. I'm like, oh, what's this? And she's like, oh, we're, we're going to Alaska. I just signed us up for an Alaskan cruise. And so like, she just does things, you know, like a crazy person, but it's all fun. And so we're, you know, you still have to work hard, but what does that fun equation look like? And then how do we make it happen? And the making it happen, I think is the key part. Humans do this really weird thing with time because we always talking about how we're so busy, we're so busy, we're so busy, but we also act as if we have forever. Mm. We, we Right, we act as if we have forever. We talk about... We'll do that when we'll do that when we retire. We'll do that when we're older. We'll do that when we're not busy. That doesn't ever happen. And why are we waiting? Yeah. Why are we waiting to yeah. do the things instead of building them into our life now? And, and it's not about yeah. money. It's not, it doesn't have to be about money. I volunteer on Fridays at a wildlife rescue. That's cool. So I want to be immersed in that environment. That doesn't cost me a dime. So it's not yeah. really even about the money. Will that one day lead? Yeah, one day I want to go on the big African safari. So that's, you know, being up, put on the schedule. But in the interim, what could I do to feed that joy? Instead yeah, of I always, waiting. I always wonder what the lack of inaction is. Is it is it lack of belief in yourself? Is it thinking things can't be better for yourself? I've always wondered that, you know. I think Jim Rohn has the best response to that. What what is it? What's easy to do is just as easy not to do. Yeah, I've heard that. Huge right? Jim Rohn fan. Yeah. Right. And it, it's so true. I, I don't 
it's a lack of perspective. A la- I, you know, my tagline in my business is be in charge, take action, get results. And one of the things that I've learned and where that came from is, and this has to be a learned thing, otherwise so many people wouldn't be doing it. We have the right and the authority and the ability to be in charge of our lives. And most people live in reaction mode. Most people don't make decisions because they don't want something to be their fault. Most people don't think or at least don't behave as if they're in charge of their own lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you need to, there's a book I read that talked about becoming like the CEO of your life and treating, Mm -hmm. treating your life like you're the CEO, Um, not blaming others, not making excuses, you know, just take action and then, you know, nothing's perfect, but just keep on taking action every day and working towards your goals, working towards your personal growth. And eventually like the, like Darren Hardy says, the comment, the compound effect takes a hold. It's like, oh, wow, things are actually improving here. It's kind of exciting. And I think people are so worried and I get it, been there, completely been there. You're worried in the beginning because it feels icky because you think you have to admit you did all these things wrong when it really isn't about that. It's about letting go of anything you think you did wrong. Right. Yeah. Forgiving yourself. Yeah. And And just going for it. Going from there. Yeah. Because we only have like, I, I, there's too many, I hear too many stories um, not to be a downer, but like my one friend who's what, who's uh, mother, you know, lived a healthy life, uh, retired. And then like, right when she retired, yeah. she got a disease where you get paralyzed and you suffocate. I can't remember what it's called, oh but, God. and I'm um, like, man, oh man. Or like people my age, 40 in their forties having a heart attack and dying. And like, life is too short. And it's, uh, we only have a certain amount of good years. Like, you know, I don't know what that age it's different for everyone, but up to a certain point where you just like, you're not healthy enough to go for it anymore. And so we, that window of healthy, strong years is not that big. And so. And if you want to, right. And if you want to have a better later life, not, you know, you have to start those habits when you're younger. My aunt who ended up passing at 102 used to say it's not the golden wow. they're not the golden years they're the rusty years <laughs> uh, yeah it's uh yeah. so if you had to give people you know if we had to leave them with one strong insight piece of advice what would you tell people you know i'm gonna i mentioned this word a couple of times i'm such a huge fan of them and i can tell you why i, I just want to bring anyone everyone's awareness to them in case they're not familiar with it but I mentioned a couple of times the concept of masterminds. It's been such a game changer for me. And I'll tell you why, but why should I take a step back? Masterminds are, you know, it's different for every group, but basically you get together weekly, bi-weekly, um, and you all have a common goal of growing and, you know, growing together, working on your businesses, the challenges, it's sort of like a board of directors. And so every week you show up to pour into others and they pour into you. And it really becomes like this tight group, at least in my experience, if everyone you know, if everyone takes it seriously. And for me, it's been, it's, it's, I feel like every week that I meet with my group, I'm a different person because I just like, everyone in the group is very inspiring. Like one of the guys has 350 homes that he's bought over the last few years. Others run these like crazy businesses. And it makes me, not that I'm competing with them, but they're inspiring and they want me to like, it just pulled you out. I mean, going back, you had mentioned Darren Hardy, you know, he talks about, he's not the only one, you know, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Yes. 
And it's so, so, so true. And you, misery loves company, but so does achievement, right? And they, and they push you to do things. It, it pushes you out of your comfort zone because it can feel uncomfortable. Like you're trying to show up and, and give advice. And like, it's it just, for me, at least it was a little bit uncomfortable at first. And I, I don't know. I just, I feel like, like I said, every week, I feel like I'm a slightly different person after that meeting. And I've been doing it for four years. So it just keeps on you know, stacking. So I would Absolutely. say my biggest piece of advice, if you haven't heard of a mastermind, there's a whole different, it's a kind of a big thing now. There's probably a group for you. And just go look, give it a try. And I, I think it'll think it'll make a big difference if you give it your best effort. And then for people who want to continue this conversation and get your tips and insights, because I know you have all sorts of content that you share, what is the best way for them to find you? Yeah, so for the, for the personal development, morning routine stuff, that's morning upgrade. And then the marketing agency we've been talking about, Ballantyne, that's ballantyne.com. So it's morningupgrade.com. And then Valentine.com. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing all this because I know I'm I know we had so much in alignment with not just how to do it, but what's possible. And I love meeting people who just are all about what's possible. Yeah, this was really fun, Aaron. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Ready Yet podcast. I truly enjoy bringing these stories of success and inspiration to you. Please join us in our mission to empower entrepreneurs to be in charge of their businesses and in charge of their lives by sharing this with anyone you know who would benefit from our tactical and motivating advice, leaving us a review, and letting us know if there are any particular topics you would really appreciate hearing about. See you next time.